Allez, allez, allez. Allez, allez, allez. Anyway, yeah, will we move on? Will we move on? So, boxing. <laughs> <laughs> yes, it's Thursday, the 6th of June, 2019. It's one minute past nine. This is the big kickoff here, Liffy Sound 96.4. Oh, me, me, my, my voice just came back into my ears. Uh, the voice is back in my head, Roy. Um, and tune in radio, catch us on Twitter, Facebook, Instagram. Well, Instagram is still a work in progress. Uh, and everything else. Jeez, my headphones are wrecking my head here. Um, so, yeah, good evening. How are you? <laughs> Great. Super smashing. Yeah, we obviously have, literally, you're going to go to a song now in a second where we're going to have Lydia uh, Didal back on to obviously talk about Katie Taylor and Exploits the Weekend and obviously AJ and a few others. It was a great card in the end, plenty of drama. I managed to, obviously, with the buzz of the Champions League final, stay awake and I didn't yeah. fight it as much as I thought. I think I did fall asleep for two rounds of, uh, what do you be looking at? Oh, I, uh, I fell asleep for two rounds in the middle of the AJ fight, but then Tony kind of, get up, get up, this is actually a cracker and... I managed to finish off this. So I, I'll be honest, around the second and third round, I, I, I did lose it. You were drifting. I was starting that flag. But you weren't was, the This is like one. five in the morning. Like, but, um, oh, there's another nice hey. little picture as well. Anyway, but um, yeah, so that's coming up now in a minute when we go to song. Obviously, we're going to talk about Nations League and Ireland coming up, look a little bit back at the Champions League and plenty of transfer rumours and other bits and pieces that are happening over the next while. Just a quick one, Ireland under-21s drew nil all in their second group game in the Toulon tournament against Mexico. So they only need a win now to get into the semi-finals. Yes, basically Bahrain. Bahrain, who are beaten today 4-1 by China. Now, you take it with a pinch of salt. Mexico only bet them 2-0. We bet China 4-1, so it goes to show you, in theory, should we have bet Mexico? It's yeah. irrelevant. He probably are the weakest team in the group. Hopefully, we'll get the win and get the job done. I think England are already out. They lost there too. Right. But they were in a bit of a group of debt. Ireland, we, we kind of got a bit of a lucky draw. So, yeah, keep an eye on it. Um, I think it's on a half nine tonight on Free Sports if you want to watch the, the highlights or whatever it is. And England are currently 1-0 up. It's halftime. Uh, after Marcus Rashford with a penalty. So, anyway, we're going to go to uh, a song. Yes. And then we'll, we'll have Lydia on to talk about just scrapping and fighting in general and whatever else. Ah, oh, well, Metallica are playing Slaying this week. And our hero of the day or the week was uh, Katie Taylor. And welcome back to the big kickoff on Liffey Sound 96.4 FM. Well, we had a hell of a lot of boxing on at the weekend and there's no one better to get in than Lydia Daydal. Uh, a loose woman now, Lydia. <laughs> <laughs> Careful now, Roy. How are you? Brilliant, brilliant. Listen, I just wanted to ask you a question first of all about uh, well, MMA Connect TV is, has gone to Fight Connect TV. What, what was the change all about? Um, well, it's pretty, pretty self explanatory, Roy. Um, we, we just when we started out, we were covering only MMA, and then after the first year, we just spread out covering all different disciplines martial arts, combat sports, and um. I'm going to be doing a lot more in boxing over the next couple of months, so it just kind of made sense. You know, it was a bit confusing for new people that are kind of coming on board and, and uh, you know, finding out about what we do. They're like, oh, it's MMA Connect TV, but you do other sports as well. So it's something that was kind of, in, we were meant to do for a long time, and I think well, I had a little bit of fear. I was like, oh, I can't change the name, you know, and then 
I just said, look, we have to do it. Time is right. So we yeah. did on it. It's working out great. Of course, my loose women uh, part is the down to. You're a regular on the Elaine show now. Constantly, you're like an agony aunt there. How is that settling in? Yeah, good. Yeah, I actually. um, My contract only got uh, renewed there recently, and I was like, God, how long am I doing now? And it's actually nearly a year. I I started in August last year, which is absolutely nuts. Um, It's mad to think that, you know. In all, like I think it was the middle of July, I got a call asking me to go on for one episode, and then I done one episode and it went down very well, and then I got three more, and then I got five more, and now I'm three, four shows a month. So that's crazy. It's nuts. You know, I'm not exactly the demographic that uh, that uh, that watches really. Do you know what I mean? It's it's Monday, Friday, three o'clock in the day, and um, but it looks like it goes down well. They like to have a diverse range of. Um, different types of women on it so well, it's obviously uh, people are looking at you and thinking that there's there's something there you are the master of social media so <laughs> you're, someone's bound to take notice of you at some time um, how is Fight Connect TV going is this a 7 day uh, a week job now it is yeah it is it feels like a 10 day a week uh, uh, job at the moment but um, yeah it's going really well um, or at a really co- you know, we're at a busy time where there's, there's loads going on behind the scenes. I, I just launched a new podcast. The first episode is due to be released over the next week or two. Um, and that's one of the guys from um, Maximum Media, who obviously do Joe.ie, Sports Joe, Her.ie. Um, and just I, I started working with them as well last week. So I'm going to be their new Combat Sports, um, I don't know, what would you say, Combat Sports analyst, I suppose, yeah. um, for their show Play by Play. Um which is it's it's uh, hosted by Jenny Murphy, who's obviously the Irish rugby player. So it's getting into a little bit more sport as well. You know, it's not just combat sports. So there's loads sort of going on with me, and loads sort of going on behind the scenes. So I'm looking forward to now to getting back to the bread and butter and, and covering all the the combat sports shows, and um, obviously doing all the post fight interviews as well. Great. So that's, the, what I, that's what I enjoy. The podcast is the first exchange. The first exchange. What are we? Yeah. What are I suppose five fans? To, or should they expect from from the first exchange? Is it, it's obviously going to be a, a wide range of combat sports. So, yeah, it is. Yeah, it's combat sports and it's health and wellness. You know, um, so it's pretty much. I think the success of Fight Connect TV it has always been, um, you know, the conversational element of of the interviews and you know the stories and the journeys of people that I'm interviewing. Um, so for a long time, people were saying, you know, you need to get that into a, like a longer version of podcast. Um, so it's not being filmed at the moment. It's just recording. It, it's just an audio. Um, so it just, it's just a different element, you know, a different extension of Fight Connect TV that I've always wanted to do. Um, so it's, it's the same type of people, you know, it's people that are either athletes or they're coaches or they're in gyms or they're involved in combat sports in some way. Or they're, they're in health and wellness. Or, you know, people like John Connors that is an actor but has a boxing passion and is a fan of fighting. You know, it'll be it'll be those kind of people. So I think for a fight fan, it's, it's anyone will enjoy it that enjoys, obviously, combat sports and, and the stories behind the people that are involved, I suppose. Brilliant. So you're not giving yourself any time at all to no, sit down, relax, and then we come along and, and, and harass you to come on the oh, show. I don't mind. I'm, I'm a workhorse. <laughs> I don't mind if it'll do this and work for me. This is enjoyable. So, um, but uh, yeah, look, it, it, it's a busy time at the moment, but I'd rather be busy like this now than, um, than not busy. Not if busy, I wasn't busy, yeah. I'd be worried. You, last weekend, uh, Katie Taylor 
successful in unifying all her belts. Where did you watch it? Did you watch it? I did watch it, yeah. I was at a wedding. I was in Brandon House in New York. And um, I watched it. And then I watched it at about 6 o'clock in the morning after the wedding. And then I watched it the next day. Um, and then I watched it. I was on Play by Play, which is, is a sports show. E, their new show. I was on that on Monday. So we had to analyse it there and then. So I watched it a couple of times. Um, and then I done the show. I made a few quotes about it, a few comments on it. And, so I did, yeah, I believe you're slagging off uh, the couch potato who wants to watch an old fight and can't now because you're harassing them. I did, yeah. I think I was misquoted a little bit. But, um, <laughs> yeah, it hasn't gone damn well. Well, it's played, it's played. It's the first time that I've ever gotten... I always get, you know, so many messages, DMs and stuff like that of people, you know, whether it's interviews I've done or whatever. It's, this is the first time now that there's, like, a split in the middle where people... I've gotten that kind of, like, that troll thing where people are, like you know, writing these big, long essays where they want to just tell me that my opinion is wrong, you know, so it's brilliant, it's really good. Yeah, well, you're going into, you're going into the world now of, you're not only, I suppose, analysing, people are analysing you more so yeah, now. Yeah, it's, it's strange, you know, you, it's, it's funny because obviously, you know, I, I work in media, so I know how it works, but it's very funny when it, when it flips on its head and it's you and you then have to watch what you say, you know. Yeah. Um, like, obviously... I've always been one to, to never to regret anything or to um, go back on what you say or you know opinions mm. are opinions you know what I mean that's what makes the world go around but like you know my point of, of that people who were saying that she lost that fight at the weekend are people who when I said they don't they haven't ever stepped inside a gym before or boxed a day in their life I asked someone to cheat you know that means I mean, what I'm trying to imply is that most of the people don't even know boxing. They don't even understand boxing. They don't understand the rules elements. The, you know, they just see it for what it is. So, but um, yeah. But would it also not just be down to the fact that it was a close fight? To be honest, and there's yeah, people well, who genuinely thought it was close, not just the fact that they don't quite understand. Oh, hundred percent. You know, and it, it was a close fight, and it was a close fight because you have two champions going mm. in there. Do you know what I mean? Um. And it was edge, you know, there were times where you, you watch it back. Like, I've changed my mind <laughs> 10 different times after watching it back, you know. And, and my, my my final thought was always that it was a draw. I don't know if I yeah. actually won it, you know what I mean? I definitely think it was a draw. But um, it, I think for a lot of people, it was that pursuing is so aggressive. Yeah. And I don't think we're, we're not used to seeing... Katie get her punches stuffed. We're not used mm -hmm. to seeing her getting walked over. Do you know what I mean? Like she just literally walked forward. Her shots, the shots that she's been knocking girls out with, yeah. her was just, you know, it looked like it didn't phase her, and she just kept squashing all the the punches, the combinations that she was throwing. Kept kind of pressing her up against the the the, the, the ring, you know, and um, and just kept going forward. Yeah, because really it, really it was like forward. a a clash of styles, so to speak, like. Pursuing just constantly walks forward almost zombie like and constantly aggressive while Taylor mixed and matched from being the boxer and clever to slash the brawler and I think when she done more brawling that's when she kind of it was a 50-50 fight well if she had been a bit more clever done her combos and got out she could have easily won that fight but I think the ego or not the ego but the the entertainment factor I think kind of came into it a little bit yeah, to kind of give the fans what they want I think so yeah you know I mean like she's She's usually very disciplined, Katie, you know mm. what I mean? And she's usually very, um, uh, you know, she play, plays her game. Her opponent, usually, we see them respect her, you know what I mean? Yeah. There's always that level of respect to her because of who she is and, and 
you know, her titles and what she's done in the past, that her opponents always go in there knowing exactly who she is. But for Sue, it's different, you know. She was saying, you could see, she was like, well, I'm a champion too, you know, and there's no way that you're taking um, my belt off me and I want this just as much as you do, you know. Do you think that the rematch will happen immediately? Or do you no. think that they'll step away and and take the you know calm the bruises down because there was a hell of a lot of yeah, uh, I suppose punishment dealt out by both. So and I don't know if Kate has ever had that before. That's probably her first big sort of fight where she's actually been put to the sword. So yeah, 100%. it might be, in my opinion, it might be a better idea just to get another yeah, fight under the belt and then and then and have a think about what way she'd approach her the next time. What do you think? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, there's a couple of different there's a couple of different reasons why I don't think it would happen straight away. Uh, the first thing is obviously she did take a bit of damage in there, um, and I say, you know, she said it herself in the post fight interviews and, and in a bit of press over the last couple of days that she's been away for the last seven months and she just wants to take some time off and to relax and to enjoy spending time with her family. Also, it's not just her boxing anymore. She's involved with Eddie Hearn now, and Brian Peters, obviously her manager. You know, they're not going to let her just jump in or rush jump in and rush in a rematch this is going to be built up they're going to try and make as much money as possible after yeah. this. it'll be drawn out she'll probably have two or three more fights with somebody else and they'll build up that grudge because that's what she needs you know in the lead up to this fight there was so much on Twitter and you know people commenting on, on, on Facebook and posts here and there that oh she doesn't get what she deserves she, the media don't do anything of her the media were doing a bit on her before the fight, you know, she was on, on mainstream media, but the problem with Katie, in terms of media, what the problem is, is that she doesn't do trash talk, she doesn't yeah. do uh, one-liners, she doesn't do quotes for media, She and, and that's why she's so great, that's why she's so respected and humble, you know, she just does her job and, and that's it, and, and she doesn't worry about the rest of it, whereas you look at someone like Conor McGregor, who's consistently throwing out one-liners or putting up Instagram posts or something that the media can grasp onto. Um, so, you know, I, I think they have a hard job in trying to sell this fight, but they will try and sell it with it as a gorge match, you know, as a rematch. And, um, I mean, it'll be interesting to see how it plays out, but also there's a risk element as well, you know. What if, what if she does go up against her again and she does lose outright? What if she does get stopped, the belts are gone, and then you have people saying, oh, you know, she definitely didn't didn't win the last time, and and then the legacy is kind of dented a tiny bit. You know, so they'll be really smart on how they play. Best of three. Best of three, yeah. <laughs> yeah, because she's already she's already come out and offered something like three hundred thousand to come to Belgium and all that kind of stuff. That won't happen. As simple as that. Um, but it was interesting what you said there about Eddie Hearn and the money side of things. Just it's not really necessarily in relation to Katie Taylor, I suppose, and Anthony Joshua and a few other fighters that he had in the card. <laughs> The business side and the money money side of it, I get it, but does potentially he does he kind of disrupt their true career because of business? Because he kind of seems to hype up a few of these guys, gets them these fights that they really maybe don't deserve, get beaten and then they disappear. It, it seems to always work in his benefit. Does like should she just get it on straight away? A bit like you said, or is it kind of more? I don't know, I'm just a bit confused about the way the, the, the business side of it gets in, gets in the way and I think it can sometimes hamper potential fighters' careers. Yeah, 100%. I mean, there's no denying it. You know, as much as Eddie Hearn can come out and say, 
I'm here for the fighters. I'm, mm. you know, AJ's biggest fan. I'm Katie's big fan. I've got their best interest in heart. I'm sure he does to some degree have their interest in heart. But listen, he's there to line his pockets at the end of the day. Mm. And that's the way it's always been. And boxing promoters, promoters are like that full stop. No matter how much they, 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 they do interviews in the media and say that it's about the fighter and the fighter comes first, I've yet to find a promoter that really does genuinely think that you know what I mean and and if they do think like that they're not successful because that's not how you make money yeah. you know what I mean so it's 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 um you know it's a double-edged sword really you know what I mean and um look there's been loads in the media the last couple of days about Eddie Hearn especially the speculation with AJ um with, with Anthony Joshua and why mm. he lost and you know what happened in the lead-up was there something in the fight did you hear it about that at all yeah, there's been loads of rumours that he was knocked out, hmm. um, that he was knocked out cold at, towards the end of his camp, and that he was nervous going into the fight. There was hmm. also um, a rumour that he had a panic attack backstage yeah. in the dressing room um, and didn't want to fight. And there's a, there's a video that's out there of um, his dad in the ring after he's lost, and he's kind of telling off Eddie Hearn, he's, he's pointing the finger at him. The rumour is that he was, he was saying to him, you know, I told you he shouldn't have fought tonight and okay. that was the reason why he was delayed going into the ring. Look, there's speculation there'll always be speculation when somebody loses but it could just be that Ruiz was the, the better guy on the night and, yeah. and to say that there was something that happened to Anthony Joshua that, that there was something that a reason why he lost that's disrespectful to him, you know, he's obviously put in the work and um, he obviously came away victorious but I think now the, the the somewhat kind of um, perfect image of, of Anthony Joshua is, is, is a tiny bit fractured. Yeah. And there's absolutely no way we're going to see him fight Tyson Fury anytime soon. No. And did I don't know whether he, would you have noticed that on the night or was that afterwards? And I think Frank Bruno literally was on straight away after the fight. Did anyone notice him saying, why do I feel like this? Did you notice at the time or was it more kind of when you watched it a couple of times afterwards? The, obviously, I presume the effect of the, the, the first barrage of punches from Ruiz. Yeah, I think he was, you know, I definitely didn't know it was the first. Um, yeah. It took me a couple of times to watch it back, but he, he said that it was it was the first hit on the on the top of the head or yeah. on the back of the head that he just couldn't recover from, you know. And, and it's, listen, it's heavyweight boxing as well, you know. It's like, it's, yeah, the it, they're not lightweight. These are massive, massive, heavy-handed punches that are, that, are, that are raining down. And all it takes is one to land and one to land clean. And, you know, like we see it with Deontay Wilder all the time. He's like, I have that one punch knockout. Mm. You know, we saw when, when, when Tyson went down, you know, like, have we ever seen him, you know, literally seeing stars on, on the canvas yeah. to get back up, you know, it's a massive achievement at the time. Um, so it's an interesting one for, for Anthony Joshua as well. But look, he definitely played it right. You know, he, he, he stuck to all the press afterwards. He spoke to the media, you know, and, and he played it like a, like a true champion, I suppose, where... He acknowledged it, you know, and, and he wasn't shying away from the cameras or, mm. or making excuses, you know. So it'll be interesting now to see what, what Eddie Hearn decides will happen with him there as well. I know, obviously, they've said that the rematch um, is contracted and, and it's been For signed, November, so I think. I think that's towards the end of the year, yeah. Yeah, um, and just a quick one back on the, the corner. Like, there was times where he goes, what punch or what should I do now? Like, he really did look lost. Uh, does, there, does there come a point where a bit of, not blame, but... Should there be a bit more responsibility on the likes of Robert Kraken to kind of go, he's not at the race at all? Or is he just trying to keep him a bit like what they did at Klitschko, look, just try and get his legs back after a few rounds? Or Should there be any criticism? I'm not saying on me personally, but should there be any towards the corner? Um, if I 
it's an interesting one because I don't think that any corners go back into the dressing room after the loss of their fire and blame the fire. Everyone, I've been in, in so many corners and in so many change rooms after a fighter has lost a big title or a big fight and I've always heard the corner saying, you know, we, we, we all take responsibility for that, we mm. should have done that. And it, it, It's a team effort, look, they, they go in, they, they do the fight camp, they work together tirelessly in the lead up to it, so everyone, you know, just because the fighter is in there actually fighting, it doesn't mean that they're not in there as a team and somewhat, you know, so the corner would definitely will take responsibility for it. I don't know if, if you would sit as a, as a punter, as a fan, as a viewer and say they're to blame for it, but, you know... No, it, but it, more, in, more, more in the sense of maybe leaving him sit in, the, sit in the corner when he's starting to not make sense and not know when punches are coming. What I'm saying is, should McCracken maybe have stood back and said, listen, I think you're done here, mate, or that side of it, not necessarily the tactic. I mean, we saw we saw that with um, uh, Jamie Moore and uh, yeah. Tommy Coyle there the weekend. Yeah. I mean, he was in the corner and Jamie pulled it off and he went straight to social media and <laughs> said, you know, look, he's got a family, he's too yeah. much of a friend, you know. That, that's, that's what you want to hear. You yeah. know what I mean? No matter how much it hurts the fighter at the time or they don't want it to happen, the fighter will always want to fight. It's in their nature. Actually, you know, he was shouting back at him, not in Madison Square Garden, mate, not in Madison yeah, Square but yeah, it was you know, the right call, unfortunately, for him. It was definitely the, the right, and he's come out and said, you know, I definitely appreciate it as well. Um, when it's someone like Anthony Joshua, and it's, it's a fight like that, of that mm. massive... Um, it's a big call. It's a big call, a massive money, massive... You, you, it's so... The line is so um, is so small, do you know what I mean? Like, do you say, right, let him go out and have one more round and keep an eye on him here? And what if, what if damage gets done in that round, you know? Yeah. Or, I think that's the thing, Lydia. And they get hit. Are, are they get um you know they turn it around and then they knock someone out or they win the fight, you know so it, it's a tough call. But yeah. myself personally, I would have liked to see them stop that fight, but it would have been a much bigger deal for the corner to stop it than for the ref to stop it. You know. I think so, but I think it wasn't just it was for three rounds where he was struggling, and it did look like there was a concussion of sorts. Mm-hmm. When you look back at it, they they've seen it in at, at ringside and they've seen it in the corner, and surely. Mm-hmm. They have to look after the fighter. I mean, every fight that Anthony Joshua is going to fight is going to be a big fight. So that means that if they don't ever deal with it, that means, he, he, you know, he's, he, concussion is never going to be dealt with. So, you know, I think they probably did more damage in the end and probably damaged his reputation a little bit more in the end in, in doing so. So I don't know. I mean, it's a funny if, one. If, you, if you look at it in all your combat sports, what, what is the criteria on concussion? from corners like if you, you look at in MMA or, or boxing what's the criteria do they ask the corners to look out for concussion and or is it kind of just left to the side and you know carry on you're a warrior well the, there's a couple of different elements because the referee is definitely someone who watches for us um, you know it's not just you know the referee saying right keep working or yeah. defend yourself if the ref if, if, say for example in Muay Thai if you get knocked down or kickboxing and the ref says, you know, touch gloves, walk forward, look at me, are you okay? Like, answer some questions. So there's an element there with the ref, but obviously then you have the corner as well that'll be watching for stuff. So I think with a lot of the corners is, if their fighter has taken a considerable amount of damage, first of all, if they're not intelligently defending themselves, that's a massive, mm. right, we're going to throw the towel in. But also things like if they're throwing out combinations, and again, this is why the connection between coach, corner, and fighter is so yeah. important. 
if they're calling out a combination or they're calling out something or, or he's getting hit with shots that he doesn't normally get hit with or he's missing shots that he he normally he normally um gets in the gym or, or inspiring or something like that, then that, they'll highlight that and they'll, they'll say, right, you know, something's not right here and then they'll be able to keep an eye on it. But certainly I think if a fighter is not able to protect themselves or they're taking a lot of damage, that's when you'll see the corner step in. But for, for the amateur side of fighting, and for we'll say like you know pro fights, community community hall pro fights stuff like that, you'll see the tail get thrown in um, a lot quicker than you would in, in a massive yeah. big fight like that with with AJ. You know what I mean? No coach, no corner is going to let um, any of their fighters, uh, amateur or professional, take damage like that. They'll throw the tail in. You know. You are obviously getting around the country, and you're seeing probably more than anyone else in the country fighters that are coming up either in MMA or boxing or whatever uh, combat sport it is. Uh, anyone to keep an eye on? This question gets me in so much trouble. <laughs> <laughs> I guarantee you, but by the time I hang up this phone call, if I answer that question, there'll be 36 messages on my phone. Um, look, there's, there's a host of talent out there. Um, it's a really exciting time for, for, for the fight in Irish, as I say. Yeah. Um, a lot of stuff coming up. Obviously, we've Bellator coming back in September, so Bellator is where you're going to see all the the kind of the the pro MMA guys who are mm. trying to make it to the UFC, who are trying to make it to the the top of the the Premier League of fighting, shall we say? Um, Muay Thai. Obviously, we have Yukao over in the National Basketball Arena in Tala in the, on the 27th of July. Um, there's 11 A class pro fights on that card, all with Irish fighters. So, if you're a fan of striking, if you're a fan of knees, elbows, Muay Thai, then this is the event to go to. Uh, Craig Coakley, um, you know, I've, I've had Craig on Fight Connect TV many, many times, uh, not only because he's great views and great content, but he's a great fighter as well, and he'll be fighting for a WBC um, Diamond World title um, on July 27th, and if he wins this, he'll be one of three men to ever hold this title, and the first two men were native to Thailand, so he'll be the first wow. uh, Westerner to win it, so it's a massive Massive title, massive big deal. Um, but, you know, there's loads of the young kids. That, obviously, we, we're seeing a lull now because Connor's not fighting at the moment and we don't really have anyone, you know, in the UFC that's, mm. that's an Irish fighter that's representing us. Um, but another couple of years, you know, the, the, new, the new talents are still learning, they're still growing. So it's an interesting time. You know, I, I definitely, any of your listeners, I recommend to check their local listings if there's any local combat sports, MMA, Muay Thai, kickboxing, whatever it is, get out and support it because this is where you're going to get those opportunities. You know, loads of people say, like, oh, I remember watching so you've seen him first, yeah. I saw Conor McGregor first, yeah, there was 200 <laughs> people. You know, there's about 900,000 3,000 people were at that. <laughs> and that were saying they were at that, you know, 1,000-seater uh, venue yeah. that night, you know. So, um, yeah, look, there's, there's loads of people on the, on the up and coming, but um, there's some great, great cards coming up. Just a quick one. I only yeah. literally caught a wind of it yesterday, and I don't know if you know much about it, but it was coming out last night that Joe Ward was potentially going pro and not going for the Olympics next year. Did you hear more about that? I did. Yeah, yeah, I heard. It's. Uh, I, I. I'm not sure. Um, I. I mean, I heard the rumor. I heard yeah. it pretty much true. All right, but um, yeah, nothing else on it. And he, I tell you what, he's a hard man to get a hold of. <laughs> he's virtually impossible. He doesn't do media at all. Really? So he's yeah, he's very very hard to get hold of. Um, but um, yeah, it's an interesting one because he was being tipped as our gold medal. 
yeah. what I mean? So, yeah. um, look, you'd, you'd question, you'd wonder what that decision was to, to go pro, but I think with someone like Joe Ward, staying amateur, going to the Olympics or turning pro, yeah. no doubt he's going to be successful. He's a phenomenal fighter. Listen, you have, how many years now are you doing your MMA Connect TV, Fight Connect TV? Uh, four years. Four years. So it's a yeah. it's a huge rise in four years. But in mm. say another four years time, would you be looking to try and get onto terrestrial TV? Maybe get the program on there. Yeah, listen, that's always been the goal. You know, it's it's always been the goal to have a have a channel that's on regional TV that's combat sports. That's you know the all the elements of combat sports from the fighting, the fighter, to the environment and to the community behind it. And to listen, the the health and wellness aspect is, is the biggest part. That's the real driving force to what you know why I do what I do because it's it, no secret that jiu-jitsu when I started completely changed my life and and for the better. Um, and you know, I always think that obviously we've got viewers that are fight fans, um, and we're helping promote athletes. But I always like to think that there'll be one person out there that doesn't know that much about fighting or combat sports, but sees me and hears me talking about jiu-jitsu and how much it changed everything for me and mm. decides to give it a try. Yeah. Now, well, listen, we'll see you uh, in RTE when Sports Saturday comes back and we're uh, <laughs> fronting the, <laughs> the TV. <laughs> we'll give you well, this now. Every time I'm out on the LA show, I'm walking past the production office out in Virgin Media and I'm ne- we're, our studio was right next to Virgin Media Sports and I always say to the guys in there, I'm like, you can give me a contract now. <laughs> Absolutely no doubt you're going to get there. Absolutely no doubt at all. <laughs> we listen, keep working away anyway. Great. Listen, Lydia, we have to go. We could talk all day, night to you, but uh, the football has to talk as well. So. <laughs> <laughs> or, other sports are available. <laughs> I'm, not, I'm a Spurs fan, so. Um, <laughs> football could get lost this week. <laughs> where, did you watch, where did you watch the, or the, the game? Uh, we watched it while we were eating dinner at the wedding, then Brandon House in New Ross. Oh, so, yeah, uh, a bit of banter around the tables. Ah, uh, yeah, myself and my dad were the only two Spurs fans in the whole wedding, all Liverpool, so um, it, was a, it was a good evening. You are probably the only two true Spurs fans. I'd say I'd you had a, was a bit of an army in the background. <laughs> 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 okay, listen, we'll, we'll, we'll talk to you again, Lydia. We'll no doubt we'll have you back on again. Uh, yeah, best of luck, and we'll be keeping an eye out, as we always do, for what you're up to. Thanks very much, lads. I really appreciate the support. Okay, cheers. Thanks, Lydia. Bye, 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 bye. So that's uh, Lydia Dadal from uh, Fight Connect TV. Yep, a uh, pleasure. Always, always easy. And uh, yeah, as is always she's... easy, like loose women. Oh well, you started that it. That is shocking, Dave. <laughs> <laughs> panic, panic! No, I'm just she, gonna go to the ads. Go to the ads. <laughs> no, she's she's absolutely brilliant and determined, and you can see the effort and work yeah. that she puts in. It's absolutely huge, and she's bringing, as she said herself, people who don't know about fighting or co- combat sports. Exactly. She's just bringing that little bit of um, exactly because, like you know, it's very much looked as the masculine kind of thing and the manly, manly. But when you see kind of a woman talking and talking sense and talking the exact same as the way the men do. Women will probably be going, what's she talking about? Or she must be, and what's the interest? Why does she like yeah. And all of a sudden you go, and like, even my Jackie, like, she's a bit of an armchair one. She watched the big fight to me because there is, it is a big draw and there is something kind of historical about watching warriors and going to, like, and, and the interest is always there, but it's just unfortunate that the terrestrial boys 
don't really get into it as much as they used to and it's all the pay-per-views and the whole yeah, lot because yeah. there was a piece on that is there's some cr- over a million people viewed it from other areas in the UK something like over 10 million Nigeria had 2.25 million I believe there was 14 million worldwide yeah and the highest was Nigeria now obviously uh, it, I think his dad is from Nigeria he's Nigerian background and <laughs> where it was but uh, other uh, official ways are, are available but anyway we're going to come up with uh, just the latest on the Nations League uh, semi-final between Holland and England coming up after this with uh, some transfer rumours and everything else to boot coming up after this Tune to Liffey Sound 96.4 FM Hello and welcome back to the big kickoff on Liffey Sound 96.4 FM Nations League <laughs> we're waiting for the page to load <laughs> that is the page is that, that the page it's one all Click on it. Yeah, it's one now. But that's saying, oh yeah, it's to the right. Jesus, I'm blind. Yeah, yes, it is one now. Don't know who he goes. But anyway, they're in injury time between Netherlands and England in Portugal. It goes to extra time, doesn't it? Uh, oh, well, I presume so, extra yeah. And, and penos for it to, to, to meet Oh, look final. who was. Dilit. Ah, uh, everyone and their mothers after him. There's anyway, just to million. kick off with something a bit light. German fifth division football. Yes. Hold on to your seats. Uh, the side are TV Jan Heisfeld. And every manager reacts to criticism differently, but German boss Marcus K took things to a new level as he oversaw his final game dressed in fishing gear. Now he's in the full, be- the full fold-out chair, yeah. the full gear, and he's just there on the side of the pitch, and he doesn't say a word. What? Not a word. So basically, what happened was he was told one game to go that he'd be sacked at the end of the season; the contract won't be renewed. So bad enough that he discovered his fate by a WhatsApp message. <laughs> while the club president Dietrich Hultzman told the media that the club staff and players may as well have been fishing; they were so immobile in their previous game. So he said, "Right, I'll show you." <laughs> so he turned up in his fishing gear, full fishing gear, sat in the, on his fold-away chair by the pitch and watched the game unfold. Um, a furious K decided to respond to what he considered a public scolding and so with a fishing rod by his side the 37 year old watched his last match in charge in silence on a chair by the touchline having donned a fishing vest and hat so following the defeat in a penultimate game blah 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 confirmed uh, relegation the, 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 the owner really got stuck in he said there was five players on the bench none of them moved and our trainers sat motionless on their camping chairs I wanted to give them a fishing rod because apparently they weren't going to the back of the goal and retrieving the loose balls so God knows what kind of a level this is. So uh, long story short, he told the players what he was up to. But the club captain, who was also involved in his final match, uh, decided he'd seen enough and had a right go at the manager. Eventually, he cut it short and went back in out of respect for the players more so than the the thing. But they lost 5-1 to TSV Mirbush. So yeah, the, the pictures are everywhere. He just looks so cool, sitting there in the shades, in the sunshine. And if you didn't see the running track slash down in the background, you'd, you'd say, yeah, yeah, a nice day's fishing. But there you go. There's there's ways of doing it. Amusing. There is ways of doing it. And has it finished there? No? No, still it's in the fourth minute of injury. So, yeah, that's the second semi-final. Obviously, last night it was Portugal and Switzerland. And Ronnie does what Ronnie does. Well, I it was a good game. I enjoyed the game. Mm-hmm. And Switzerland, a decent side, decent setup. But Would you say they're the best team in our group? Better than Denmark, do you think? Yes. Yeah. I do think so. I think, but they're missing a striker, an out and out striker, and it showed in the end. I mean, if you have a, that's why I suppose strikers cost so much. If you have a striker like Ronaldo who gets, yeah, who gets three shots, the, the team actually got three shots <sighs> in the whole game, and three of them were from Ronaldo, and three of them were goals. Nah. That says says everything. So, yeah, uh, for us, for Republic of Ireland against Switzerland, yeah, it's going to be a hell of a tough game. So does that magnify tomorrow's match even more? I think so. Yeah. I think so. Like I mean, because the two qualify end off. There's I, no. You definitely can't lose tomorrow. You ha- you have to get something. Yeah. You have to get. I probably something. have to agree with that. Um, but yeah, so 
Portugal. I mean, Portugal have good players. I mean, yeah, who's Yao Felix, isn't it? Yao Felix played. I tried to watch him a little bit, but I didn't want to be critical. I just wanted to see a glimpse because if you haven't, if you heard the hype, you're about to see Messi, yeah. the new Messi Ronaldo. So I just said, right, just show me a little something. I didn't watch a lot of the game to be able to say, yeah, yeah, I'm sure he has got something. There's no denying everyone no. and their mother want him. He's probably a good player. But I didn't really see too much of him last night. Yeah, I think he didn't really shine. It's his first game. There is pressure. People exactly. are looking for it. Exactly. And um, again, he's playing in the Portuguese league week in, week out. He's playing at the harder uh, caliber of player yeah. here. So you, you look at him down the line kind of thing. But 100 million for a player like that? It's, it's, it's unreal scandalous, now. really. The, the game it? and the the, 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 the 100 million, Surely 100 million, even for a Ronaldo and all. It's still madness. And do you remember but we all went mad at 75 million for Van Dijk a year and a half? Now it's like 100 million for a, a, an unknown 19 year old. People yeah. are going, yeah, yeah, that's, that's, yeah, that's yeah. the oh, way we, it is. Oh, it could be the best. Could be the best. Um, <laughs> it's crazy stuff. But yeah, just to. Um, we might as well talk. There's no point. Like, there's there's a bit. Of, uh, what I found interesting, I have to say, is I like the way one or two of the English journalists are kind of tweeting some stupid things that certain fans are getting up to over there. Mm. But it's incredible the abuse they're getting back. How dare you? Why should you be doing that? This, that, and the other, blah, blah. Like, it's nearly gone. That's probably why they're highlighting it. Gone. It hasn't gone completely. Like some of the songs they were singing yesterday and just being all out. They were, it wasn't even their match, but they were down in the fan zone apparently launching beer and everything else at families and the whole lot and ruining their experience. And then apparently there's more going on today and they're booing the Premier League boys as well tonight. And a couple of the boys are just, just highlighting it. Not necessarily giving it, just highlighting it. And jeez, the, the abuse they're getting is criminal. But uh, look, whatever. It is what it is. I don't, it's, it's unfortunate though that English fans can't... No, it's not all of them, obviously. No, of course but not. There is always that element that can't yeah. just go over and, and, and enjoy themselves. And it's the obvious group. They grab a square, they surround it, put the English flags everywhere, and then stand up as if to say, yeah, what are you going to do about it? And Stuart Pearce was on, I was listening to them earlier on, and he said he walked back to his hotel. He was after being at a match, and it, I think the, the, mm. the presenters on the show were down in the square, and they had seen it and all, but he said, Stuart Pearce said he came back, and he's having a lovely time. Says people over there was were so hospitable. Trying to crack it down where yeah. his are. And he says he went into the hospital and he he was, he said literally bowed his head in shame because these people were being so nice and what was going on out in the streets. I don't know. It just doesn't make sense. I thought I thought that the majority of that was gone, mm. but there's still idiots out there. So yeah. Um. Oh, I have something here, but hold on. Where is it? Where is it? Ale, ale, ale. <laughs> I haven't found it. I'll find it now in a second. Um, yes, the World Cup in 2022 in Qatar. The, the headline is Qatar 2022 chairman says progress made despite high number of deaths. Ah, yeah. There has been, uh, where is it? 10 workers died away from the building sites. So they're dying away in their accommodation. Nine dying in their bedroom. Yes. So there, there's probably a, through sheer exhaustion, probably or exhaustion, dehydration, and it's it's mad constant. how they're allowed to continue on with that kind of thing. Get FIFA, people in, pay them little or nothing. FIFA will not turn down that money. No, I don't care. And what that's what it comes says. down that's to with FIFA, opinion. isn't it? It that's comes down opinion. to FIFA. They it's will not the give up that money. They've bent over by letting it go into winter when they said it would never will, and all of a sudden the air conditioned stadiums will be in the middle of summer. Don't you worry, Nella? Oh yeah, by the way. It's going out to November, December. It's going to ruin football for two or three seasons and make it a bit awkward, but it doesn't matter because they'll be mega rich. Yeah. So speaking to reporters at a meeting of FIFA's ruling council in Paris, the Secretary-General for delivering the World Cup, 
Hassan Al-Twadi Al said, there is no doubt that every death is a tragedy. It's as simple as that. While progress has been made in the state of Qatar, there is a long way to go. So, shh, forget about it. Shh, the World Cup is coming. Shh, <laughs> it never happened. Forget about it. You know, it's, it's like, uh, have you bought Chernobyl? No, uh, I, I'm going It's to. fascinating. I'm like, it's, it's basically the ultimate biggest mistake was Soviet Union kind of wanted to bury a part in the pun and didn't help as much as they should have because they didn't want to advertise the fact that they made a mistake and Mother Russia is awesome and we don't do these sort of things. And it's a, it reminds me a bit of that. Gonch, don't worry about it. It's grand. Who cares how many die? We'll give you a great World Cup. Shut up. Um, but yeah, it's interesting. But anyway, going on to tomorrow, um, Mick McCarthy saying some nice things this week, saying positive things. I hope they're not hollow because O'Neill did a bit of that as well. Now, I full faith in McCarthy that he will be in a bit more positive. And as he said, if I get a draw tomorrow, I'll be delighted. But I'll only get a draw because I'm... I'm going for the win. Yeah. You know, if it ends up being a draw, great. And it's like, yeah, brilliant. Make sure you do. And I think we will. I think we will see, see signs of us giving it a go. And we're not just going to sit there and do what we did in the, in the two Nation League games. I think we'll genuinely be a bit clever, a bit clever set pieces, a bit clever and a bit of ball retention. I think we will. I, yeah. I genuinely think we will. And Denmark, I, I won't fear them. It's just give, give the right players a bit of respect, but don't fear them. I don't think Denmark are as good as no. that last game that they beat us by. Mm. I think we set out in a, in, in a not so positive way and yeah. they're played in a positive way and, and you and get what you And we made some mad decisions deserve. in the 90 minutes with the, some of the changes yeah. and it just got a bit wild. I, yeah, and it, I think they are our rival for second place. Switzerland are just supreme qualifiers. They don't necessarily do great at the tournament yeah. but they seem to qualify all the time, fairly comfortable, get the right draw. I fully expect them to probably be the, one of the two and then it's us and Denmark, I think. So, yeah. so it's I think a for, I big think game. Four points... Obviously, obviously, yeah, obviously, if we got three points against <laughs> against Denmark, you'd be obviously up for six, six points. Yeah, yeah, exactly. But if we, got four, if we got four points, that just means you're in the mix. You know, now, we're not out of who it. will start up front? Because Long probably would have been the form guy right at the very end of the season. That's going to be an interesting one for uh, me because I, I, I couldn't even tell you who, who's... I, who, I can't see anyone else but McGoldrick playing. He played in, yeah. the, in the last game against Georgia. Would Robinson get a, a nod? He might get a nod, but I don't think he'll get start up front. I think he'll play still go with the one up front the way he kind of played the last time and he was excellent the last day. Oh, no, now, yeah. I know he, he, he probably played one of the games of his life. Mm. Uh, he's probably not always up at that level all the time, but... Yeah. Um, from what Mick McCarthy has said, he's always been a loyal and good servant. And he don't from Ipswich, I presume. Yeah, so he, yeah. he he'll know how to get the best out of him. Like, yeah, and so some managers like certain players and man and players are right. So yeah. So are you confident? Uh, I would. I remember Ireland going there under Jack Charlton, looking to qualify, and it was a, a, a nil nil board <laughs> in the draw. Parking Stadium. Yeah, yeah, it was a nil yeah, nil. Yeah, we played draw. Spain either before or after that. We got yeah, two nil all draws. Yeah, and I wouldn't surprise me if it was. If it was going to be a score draw, it wouldn't be any more than one. Or, but yeah. I, I do think we'll get something. I do think yeah. we'll get something. I do. Yeah, I'm a little bit. Um, probably because a new manager and probably a new slightly more positive attitude. Yeah. I think we'll get the draw more comfortable instead of just sitting there getting battered and hoping for the best. Yeah. So yeah, there you go. Now, Monarch. I found what I was looking for. <laughs> Champions League. And... This is probably the Gladly. best. Gladly, I've been waiting for this for the last 50 minutes. Talk, the, let's go. The best part of the Champions League obviously was <laughs> streaker. <the> streaker. <laughs> <laughs> but the Champions League final was brought to a halt la, uh, was it last Saturday? Yep. Yeah. Uh, when a streaker invaded the pitch. But Kinsey Walansky, that's mm-hmm. our name. Go for it. Somehow made a boy security and broke onto the pitch wearing a tong swimsuit that read Vitality Uncensored. 
And it's actually an X-rated website that her YouTuber boyfriend it runs. Mm-hmm. So I'm not going to ch- chance his name, but he had actually invaded the World Cup in 2014 as banned from all sporting major events. So he got the missus to do it. So he got the missus to do it. And uh, it is said that for the publicity that she got, and she was locked up for a little bit, but let out free, yeah. grand, whatever. It the website was, probably crashed that night, I'd say. Yeah, nearly $4 million worth it would have cost them to get the publicity. Her profile from 355000 she's a, a model, her Instagram profile went from 355000 to $2.2 <laughs> overnight. <laughs> so already they're, they're making money, and, and seemingly the site is uh, has been, well, taken over. So it shows you. Some people it's are thinking outside the box. Believable. Um... Women's World Cup kicks off tomorrow night. It does. Uh, basically, the opening game is going to be between France and South Korea. And Irish TV, obviously BBC are going to be shown pretty much every single game. But between RTE and TG4, I think they're showing every game as well, live. Oh, um, one is showing 27 games, the other one's showing 23 or whatever it is. Um, RTE are showing three of the quarterfinals, one of the semi and one of the final. TG Carr are kind of showing the other yeah, quarterfinals and most of the... Um, Stephanie Roach, Emma Bourne, Plenty of all the ex-players and whatever is going around and a couple of the boys are going to be there. I think Kevin Doyle, your pal Richie Sadlier, I think. But there's going to be the full cast. They're all going to be there. Good. And it's going to get great coverage. It's going to be interesting. England, obviously, it's going to be a fun one. They're toured in the world. They're a farm side. I do think that England are slightly hyping themselves up and that might be their day. Are they being like the men, say, 10 I years ago? I do think so. I think because they're excited about their team, I think that they yeah. really feel that they have a great chance. And I know that their pre-season games, they played against Denmark and yeah. they beat them 2-0 and they were... I think Denmark had a goal disallowed that yeah. shouldn't have been disallowed they played New Zealand and, and England weren't very impressive they played New Zealand then only a matter of days ago yeah. uh, and got beaten 1-0 so they're not they're not setting the world alight but then again I do know that some players were, weren't in the, t- the, yeah. the team for the second yeah. game and they, Zealand, they, they were in that She Believes Cup which is kind of like a top cup that's on every year in America and they topped that I think they won mm. it quite well and obviously US on are going to be favourites on their day of course they can do it they're touring the world got to semis uh, oh no they got the final didn't they uh, yeah but anyway they're in with Argentina Japan and Scotland so yeah. that's going to be a big one that's for their them. opener game that's their opener uh, France probably will be they're fairly highly ranked as well and they're un- I think they've only lost once in the last two years and being the home side whatever but USA will be the team to beat as per usual Brazil unfortunately on their way down but Marta's still there who is the apart from Hegeboard she is the second best player in the world yep. she's still got it she's 33 keep an eye on her but there's going to be plenty of chance for anyone if they're um, Wishing football was still on. It's still on as in front tomorrow and it's going to be on for the month so don't be afraid. We're all going to watch a couple of games no doubt so we'll, 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 keep, a, we'll keep an eye on it over the next few weeks so it should be fun. Looks like we could be finishing here with the rumour mill and we'll talk about a few transfers. Hazard says they... A few definites for a change instead well, of bloody speculation. Well this looks like a definite bar maybe the transfer fee because... Apparently they've agreed... Is it agreed a fee or agreed terms? Agreed a fee? Right. They said agreed... Eight, this is 88 I heard 85 earlier on. Yeah. But I can't see it being that cheap. There must be add-ons to it um, because so. for Hazard, 88 million doesn't sound... See, maybe 29, I think it's 28, 29, 28, maybe. Maybe if he was a couple of years younger, he'd probably be the 150. Yeah, maybe, I don't know, maybe. but uh, yeah, it'll be interesting. And that should potentially start a bit of a merry-go-round because then Real Madrid will probably have to shift a Benzema or a Bale or somebody else. I can't see them just holding on. So it'll start a bit of a ball rolling, I, I, and of I'd course, imagine. Uh, Ericsson, who's playing against Apparently Ireland tomorrow night. doesn't mind trying something new. 
it's gas. Once they go over to their own countries, bang, I don't like it. Hey, yeah. I'm going. I wouldn't mind. They, they start, put it this way, they start lifting up their skirt on the side of the road going, somebody picked me up here. You know what I mean? That's the, as soon as they get away, you're like, oh, I, I shit myself. I when, think he finished off his conversation with, but I, I, I wouldn't rule out a contract, another contract for course. Exactly. So they're, they're all in Kiwi. the market there looking for <laughs> the, the best thing they can get for. Uh, the Lit who sco- uh, scored. Liverpool um, apparently are in it now, but sure, grab a ticket. They all But are. wouldn't that be the most likely move? I mean, Real Madrid or Liverpool, I, I know the Barcelona thing, but that's going on too long and it feels mm. like that's not going to happen. All business aside and fees aside, it would probably be a nice fit. Liverpool probably need one more proper top top centre Matip's done a great job and I wouldn't necessarily he's, he should be part of the ro- roster but I think there's a gap there maybe Lovren might be pushed out and they'll keep Gomez obviously but De Ligt up and coming the guy who might take over the mantle from Van Dijk if he was to be that loyal or whatever and mm. the Dutch partnership the whole lot and he is the next big centre half whether he is or not is a different story obviously he shows an, enough potential this year that looks like it would be a bit of a nice match and a nice partnership but you know yourself who like well, this is a chance now for yeah. Liverpool to have their time, you know, have their period where they dominate. And if they, if they want to do it, they have, them exactly. signings, they have to kind of exactly. make. Like, that's the one thing that would be interesting from the Champions League without going into it. It's been on long enough for the last four or five days. But the one thing I would be interested in is this the springboard now for Liverpool to have a little successful period? Potentially, but we still need to be clever in who we keep and who we buy. Because... City are still going to be as strong as that. So we need to try and find that extra percent or two yeah. of what players we have. Because we have a good 11 and we have a top 11. But we could probably improve that 11 and then strengthen the squad as well just to really give ourselves a realistic chance of sticking with City. Um, do you think Spurs would have peaked? But, or will they finally really splash a bit of cash? They have to. I think they have to because I do think that there's a good possibility Ericsson could go. Yeah. And if it's not with Real Madrid, it could very likely be with a Barcelona or mm. a Bayern Munich or something that who he thinks he could probably maybe get a good payday, but um, Spurs aren't the easiest to deal with. So mm. uh, They like to keep it tight. They look at their midfield. Midfield's the big one where they need to kind of... I mean, he goes, your man Winks is, Winks is the good player. Uh as Eamon Dunfield say he's a good player not a great player he may very well be a great player but he's, I think he, he's not there yet yeah. and they need someone in there who will I suppose dictate the game a little bit more yeah. so I could see that I can see them probably needing a centre half um, because it depends on Alderweireld he's still he's on what one year contract left mm. is it mm. is he, or is he nearly finished yeah, yeah it's a one year so he could very and his and his uh, fee can be 25 million now according to his contract so someone could likely snap him up so yeah I think he's, I think they're going to have to buy three mm. or four this could be their peak potentially yeah, if, if it doesn't work out um, is it definite who the Swansea kid gone to United it's more what's his name James it, it's Daniel James isn't yeah. it and I've never heard I've been much wa- about him this year. I have no idea, I'll uh, be honest. Since he's been linked, I've been watching a bit of him. And oh, he's been linked for a couple of months? Probably a month. Right. Probably a month. And since he's been linked, I've been watching a, a little bit of him with Swansea and of course a, load, a whole lot of clips and stuff yeah, like that. Yeah, yeah. What he does have is pace to burn. But he looks like he knows how to use it where Martial doesn't. Yeah. He knows how to take a player. He'll, he'll, it's, it, I, I like him because it's like Konchelskis. Konchelskis tipped the ball by him, go, run. And Anyone who doesn't know Konchelskis. Whether he has it or not, I presume he has something. But 
you're going to get 100% effort off him. And, well, that, and that is an improvement on what that United team is producing at the minute. Um, and he could be a star. And I think that's what you know you need to do this year. Don't just buy the bloody names. Yeah. They've bought a lot of names in the last couple of years to keep people happy. And most of them have failed. Yeah. You know, you need to buy the... Who the feck is Fabinho? Do you know yeah. what I mean? Like but that kind of head scratcher. Who but was that he? came along with Fred, but they spent 50 million on yeah. him, you know? And there's yeah. no home. And there was window. Fabinho there for 40. And obviously he suits... Like South Americans are a minefield. But that's why I'm intrigued by that kind of player. And if you can buy one or two of them with one or two kind of pedigree kind of players, but you know what kind of guy you're getting and you're not, you're getting the right attitude, they'll be okay. They'll be, they can really be com- comfortable in the top four. Yeah. Um, Buffon has finished up at Paris Saint-Germain. He is. So he's going to be out there. Year, and that nabble. throws up a question on David De Gea straight away. Straight away. Not? That was the rumour this morning. Once he was released, uh, oh, are they going from, are, are they coming in for David De Gea? Now, if you're David De Gea, do you think, well, yeah, the French league is where I want to go? I couldn't necessarily see that. And if you look at the Spanish league, you have Real Madrid who actually put Navas back in. Zidane put Navas yeah, back in and Courtois, Courtois is on the bench. So there still is that gap there even though Courtois is but there. But then one of the rumours is for Pogba, they've offered, is it Navas? Oh, who was it? Navas, Bale and Isco or something. There's three yeah. mad players including yeah. Navas. So maybe that's them trying to mooch De Gea as well. So it, it's interesting and it'll be fun to see what happens in relation to that. But that's that could potentially be a bit of a rumour mill for a keeper with Paris Saint-Germain. Just uh, when you're talking about Manchester United, and this is something that uh, does irritate me an awful lot. <laughs> uh, it's not just Manchester United, it's all, all these clubs. They're, Manchester United have a new jersey out. I can't remember if it's the new first or if it's the new third team the jersey. The And the price is just the jersey, €99. Euro. Which is absolutely okay. scandalous because it's yeah, the 90, and scandalous. I thought it'd be a bit. I thought the jersey would look like it. It look a little bit like it, whatever. But it's not. It literally has it embroidered somewhere that the the ninety nine final. That's all it is. And I'm like, oh, for, yeah. Now every club does it, so don't anyone no, get on their high that's horse. What I'm it's it's after, the prices are. Remember, you see every now. two years. Now it's every year. How much do they make these jerseys for? They probably make these jerseys for six quid or something, if even, and yeah. they're selling them at seventy quid now, seventy five quid. The standard percent more. No, so it's it's ridiculous, it's, and they need to. Yeah. And, they, and where's that money going? It's going to fucking Fred. <laughs> <laughs> Go Speaking on. of which, did you see a quick video? Because I just thought of a shop with jerseys. A couple of scousers went in with an inflatable um, European Cup into the Barcelona shop in Salou. They obviously were out for a few beers and they're all in their flip-flops and t-shirt. Next minute, oh, hey. And they go in and, oh, hey, oh, hey. <laughs> People in there buying their bar chairs. Next minute, four or five lads. Very harmless, but just walked in and they were standing up against the cardboard cut of a Messi singing, oh, hey, oh, hey, in Ready? front of them. Yeah, <laughs> And it was all in good, yeah. And then they kind of went out a minute or two later. But checking out on YouTube, very, very funny. Just one of them good old harmless ones. Uh, so it was brilliant. Um, Leroy Sane. Is he or isn't he? Well, he's only got. I think he's only got a year left in his contract. It'd be as a great well. move for Bayern. I think it'd be a great move for anyone. But there oh, yeah. is that question of of his attitude. So yeah, I suppose just a little one in relation to Queen Keller. I'd be a bit nervous for him if this rumor kicks up a notch because I presume this might mean Mignolet is gone, and they're obviously looking for a new number two, which would be a bit of a shame. Uh, there's rumors are kicking up about Cardiff City's Neil Etheridge, mm. so he's obviously not going to be brought in to be a starter. No. So does that mean Mignolet is gone, and then unfortunately Keller stays at number three? Yeah, see, that's considering he's around and he's in the squad. 
you know, another young potential not being given a chance. You're seeing the same with, with, with Conor Masterson, yeah. who is now leaving and is on his way wherever. Yeah. I believe he has a few offers. But, uh, yeah, we, he, they just brought in other players. And mm. I think you have to... It's a, it's the, this is the look of the game. Yeah. You have to be performing well. You have to get into a position where you maybe get on a bench or maybe get a, a first team game and you have to impress in that one game and then all of a sudden yeah. you're in Mass- it's that had, had, had that window last summer yeah soon as the he had that uh, the tiny little window in the pre-season tour to potentially try and rob the fourth spot because Gomez at the time was the right back or a right back up against Klein and Alexander and he might have snuck in yeah and unfortunately got injured and gone done um window closed and now not renewing and that's and that's across all the big ones you know you'd see these in Arsenal these kids get little or no opportunity and you have to come in and be perfect right from yeah. the get go and it's cruel yeah, it's but that's that's just a little it's only a rumour but it's just a bit of a fear if that's who they're potentially are they looking at a new number two that give the young fella a shot yeah. you know yeah. and it could save you a wage slash a couple of million so you know, and it's obviously because he's Irish. Obviously, that's the biggest reason why. But I'd be a bit pissed off if he was an English keeper or from the home. like. This is half the reason why a lot of these countries are struggling and it, whatever. You kind of think then at his age, you say, okay, maybe I'm not going to straight away. Goalkeeper is not. It's not. It's not like outfield. There's 92 oh, positions. I might get a chance. Just 92 positions every yeah. weekend. Yeah, that's and it. there's what a couple of hundred keepers. Like yeah. it's a very, very exclusive club. So he'd want to be very brave in his decision if a new number two comes in or if he's a new number three and he's now number four oh it's extra time sorry yeah. is it over no it's extra time it's Netherlands just, just half time and extra time Kyle one. Walker OG there you go <laughs> <laughs> sorry I should, I, I should we should be impartial shouldn't we <laughs> Anyhow, that must be us. Ah, sure. We, we, we just went into a little bit of extra time. I want to thank Lydia de Dahl again. Uh, and it's now changed to Fight Connect TV. Am I right in saying yes, that? Yes, that's correct. And she has podcasts and see her on Sports Show and everything. Just just get out there and type her in. She's, she's, she's everywhere. everywhere. And Elaine, as you said. So credit to have her on again. And we, we'll, we'll have her on again soon. Thank you, Roy. Brilliant. Uh, enjoy your weekend. Enjoy your football, women and men over the weekend. There's plenty going on. Oh, and by the way, we were supposed to have uh, George Kelly on, yes, who is apologies. the Shamrock Rovers photographer for many a year and should have many a story. He couldn't make it in today due to a s- sickness, but he will be in in a um, week or two and Connor Clifford as well. So keep an ear out for both of them. Be good. Have That's a good it. one. Au revoir.